I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits. guys good evening this is drew and steph um so we're doing something a little different tonight uh we're gonna have more of a conversational topic about why we as a society like scary movies or horror films well and why we also personally like scary movies yes that too we just wanted to after the one that we came off of the uh girl scout murders girl scout murders Maybe a little something lighter well and i have like there's one that i'm going to be researching on it's going to take some time so we just kind of wanted to do more of a quote-unquote lighthearted um right. episode too where we could just kind of shoot the shit for a little bit and yeah yeah so you want to talk about what we're drinking because you made an excellent drink tonight thank you well i so i i can't claim credit for this i found it on pinterest it's called the um campfire old-fashioned so we got some maker's mark uh, bourbon and it calls for two ounces of bourbon. It calls for a half an ounce of marshmallow syrup, which sounds really complicated, but it's really not. It's actually, um, I, it made a huge batch, but um, if you do half a cup of water, one cup of sugar, and then you put in four marshmallows, which I ended up doubling because it had said just for one cocktail, but okay. look how look how much it made. It made a lot. <laughs> so just do half a cup of water. Um, and one cup of sugar with four marshmallows on the stove, kind of like boil it up so everything kind of dissolves. And then you strain it over a, a sieve to get all the foaminess off. Um, so you do the two ounces of bourbon, the half ounce of the marshmallow syrup you create. And then we found agnostic cocoa bitters. So you do a few dashes it's of that. Agnostic. It's agnostic. Ag- <laughs> and- oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> It's not like it, it's not like it Why did I always think it was God. agnostic? <laughs> oh, fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Whatever. It's the bitter shit. And it's cocoa flavored bitters. <laughs> so it's like a s'mores kind of. Yeah. It's like a bourbon, uh, yeah. old fashioned s'mores. So we, I, you know, I'm not a big put ice in bourbon girl. Um, so I, we use these like glow ice cubes we got in Disney World. And yeah. it gives a red glow, like a fire. But you also can put with toothpicks uh, a marshmallow on top, and you light it on fire. So we we've we're gonna post the picture on Instagram. So take a look at that and um, see what you think. We'll post the recipe as well. Um, but we just wanted to kind of do something fun, as like you know, as we're getting into the dog days of summer. You know, kids are going back to school. Um, things are starting to get chaotic again, and so we wanted to just do a fun cocktail, kind of commemorating. To me, the end of summer. I mean, because right. I'm like looking forward to fall, right? right. Um, and let's so, be honest, we watch horror movies all the time. So it's yeah, not like it's... yeah. So, Seth, let me ask you this: Why do you like scary movies? Mm. 
So I think I like scary movies for multiple reasons. Um, A, I've been watching scary movies since I was three years old. <laughs> um, thanks to my dad. Um, I, you, I'm sh- for those listeners who've been, you know, with us for a while, I've talked about how my dad showed me Child's Play when I was three because he was babysitting me at night and he wanted to watch it. And he told me it was a happy little movie about a boy and his doll. Um, and then my mom came home for work and I looked at her and she goes, baby, why are you still up? And I said, Hey mommy, don't fuck with Chuck. (laughs) I was three. Um, so (laughs) the fact that my dad is still alive is, is a miracle. Um, so I've been watching scary movies for so long. I mean, we used to watch them at slumber parties. So there's like this sense of nostalgia, like just my childhood was scary movies. Um, and it's fun. It's exciting. Um, it's it's this just like this this you feel more alive watching them. It's what like what do you mean by that? Like um, what do you what feels more alive when you watch it? Because again, I feel like we've watched so many horror movies like mm-hmm. for so long that I want to know what what's the feeling that you're getting when you're watching it. Well, so I just feel like you get this like your heart starts pounding you know you're getting you're you're like oh my gosh you're like hoping the character lives or maybe you hope they die i don't know but it's like it makes you grateful that you're alive and you're not going through the same situation but then there's also this little bit of fear in you that it could maybe it could happen like depending on which horror movie you're watching like you believe in like supernatural stuff or if you believe in like even serial killer and like true crime or spooky kind of horse horror movies that um, or more slasher okay. based. Um, so I don't know. It's just like, it. it's just, um, and it's also like just a break from reality. Like I realize the world is complicated and there's a lot of scary shit going on, but like, at least I don't have like a slasher, like a, a psycho killer chasing after me with a hockey mask and a, right. right? I mean, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just been one of those things that I've always, and even though it terrified me, I used to have nightmares. Like every time, like the first time I saw Return of the Living Dead when I was in fourth or fifth grade at a slumber party, um, and I had nightmares and I don't know, there's just something about it. It just gets your heart racing and it's thrilling. It's a thrilling experience. So when I think about horror movies and kind of why I watch them. Okay. And because I, I, I feel like we just we gravitate to horror movies all year round. And I, when I was picking this topic, it's like you know why do we do that? Why do we? And I think it's fun to watch people in situations where it, you couldn't imagine yourself in them, mm-hmm. but you're also putting yourselves in their shoes. Right. Like what would you do? Maybe the same, maybe differently. Like we always say, there's a you know quintessential. Um, teen that you know dumb blonde teen that's running away from a serial killer that runs upstairs instead of going outside the door right you know and those type of things like what would you do differently um and so in that moment and i'm not saying anything against blondes or anything but i mean yeah yeah, quintessentially (laughs) in the 80s when there was a person that was going to be fodder for a serial killer it was usually the big boobed blonde archetype of a woman that was running away from the serial who killer, wasn't a virgin who wasn't a virgin like in scream they discussed that right um so i think 
you know, the, a lot of times, like, you know, you, you watch horror movies, and he's like, you yell at the screen, you're like, oh my God, do this differently, or like, go this way, or go that way. You kind of get into it. Um, but nowadays, we don't do that. We don't, we're not like yelling at the screen, like, go this way, do that. But I think there's something about watching somebody in a situation that you're you're not usually in and how you would do things differently or the same. Mm-hmm. Well, and so there's also, um, you have, especially these horror franchises. Um, okay. so you have like Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street and you have Jason Voorhees in, um, Friday the 13th. Um, that after a while, it's like, you don't even give a shit about the people who are trying to survive in some ways you begin, it's almost psychotic because you start rooting for, you start like enjoying the thrill of watching Jason well, kill think, another dumb teenager. Well, I think that's or, a, that was the thing that about those specific things, those movies in general was that, um, you know, at that point, those characters aren't even characters anymore. They're mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, sheep led to slaughter. Right. And the, the thing you're looking at for those movies is, the interesting kills right so in like in the jason films what's fun about those is those characters i mean my favorite one is the fourth one yeah which which and kill is your favorite so but the thing is though is my favorite kill though is the sleeping bag one <laughs> and that one's not in the fourth that's not one. in the fourth one okay. so but the thing is though is with those movies specifically it's about jason or freddie and the creative mm-hmm. way of doing the practical effects and, and what you're watching versus oh i'm rooting for this person because it gets kind of convoluted and dumb as you go through because in like friday the 13th there's actually a part where there's a psychic battle <laughs> between yes between Was jason that the fifth one or that's the seventh oh one? gosh okay yeah where it's the yeah. psychic battle between the girl and that's jason right. that's right. so like it 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 gets stupid but it's fun to watch because it's can be stupid Mm -hmm. though that's but that's like an 80s horror movie with like those specifically um and what about more modern day horror movies i mean well we're definitely in we're trying to be more smart i think we're definitely in the renaissance of elevated horror Mm -hmm. which means that we have something to say about you know there's social comment well i think it's always been social commentary yeah. In some way. Yeah, I mean, we're looking been... back at Night like Night of the Living Dead. Right. I mean, that was a huge social commentary yeah, with George, George Romero. Romero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so... we look like now with movies like Get Out with Jordan Peele. Oh, I love him. And, I love Jordan um, Peele. You know, Us, and, you know, he's mm. brilliant. Yes. Um, and, and so those more elevated horrors, are like even like Hereditary. Yeah. And things that talk about like family dynamics racism the horror of family dan- yeah yeah the mm-hmm. horrors of racism, racism yeah um the new candy man speaks i mean the old oh candy my man god i love the new candy man yes. but the new one speaks more into like you know pr- police brutality yes. and, and those things i love the old i really love the old candy man but the new one he did really i mean jordan peele did a fantastic job on it mm-hmm. yeah no he's great and just the way he uses music to kind of set the mood or like mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's he did that with us too the i put five on it yeah well he does that song yeah and then he in that one but there's say my name say my name that was the one in the trailer right but he slowed it down and made it spookier 
for Candyman. Oh, yes. Because you say Candyman's name. Say my name. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. But, okay, so we kind of went off on a tangent there. So, uh, circling back, Drew, what was the first scary movie you saw? Because I know you didn't start as early I as I did. You no, weren't allowed to watch horror movies. I was movies. not allowed to watch horror movies <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah. And I don't think I really started my um, watching of horror movies as much as I did until I met you. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, you definitely, I corrupted you. You definitely corrupted me on that. (laughs) Um, I would say the first horror movie, Mm -hmm. and this is like eighties PG horror was probably Poltergeist. Okay. And I remember watching it with my parents and being completely terrified. I, they told me, Oh, it's scary, but it's not that scary. And I remember thinking, okay, like, you know, it's Steven Spielberg. I love E.T., and I'm sure it's just going to be just like that. Oh, boy, was I wrong. Um, (laughs) I remember specifically watching that movie and being scared, but then the small boy gets eaten by a fucking tree. And, and, And that was a part where I, like, was, like, turned off. Turn off, turn off, turn off. And I went to bed. I was terrified. And full disclosure, like, my mother had to sleep on the trungle bed for like a week <laughs> because I was terrified of that movie. And it wasn't for a very long time that I ended up watching it again. Um, so I think that was the first one, but my first memory of a horror movie was when my sister was babysitting me and I was very, I was pretty little mm-hmm. and she had put me to bed but I had snuck out of my bedroom and I had snuck downstairs and she was either watching the movie or the trailer to child's play Two, And all I saw was Chucky shove a sock in Andy's mouth, freaked out, ran upstairs, didn't say anything. So she didn't know I was there, but then I crawled into bed and a light under my closet was on Uh and there was two feet underneath the the light. And you thought it was Chucky. I screamed. (laughs) And when she came up and opened the closet door, it was like one of my stuffed animals that Mm -hmm. had shoved in there and just forgot to turn the light off. Yeah. So when I saw Child's Play, I also was traumatized. Um, So so I I had a doll. I think it was like the Penelope doll or something. My mom would know better than me. But there was this doll that I had and it scared the, like, I was scared it was going to come to life. Just like the Chucky doll. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would stick her in the closet and my mom would find Penelope and be like, why, why do you have Penelope in here? Don't you want to snuggle with her tonight? And I was like, no, because I was convinced that Penelope was going to come after me like Chucky did. Right. Um, and I remember, so I think Child's Play was one of the first, but I also remember at some point watching Tales from the Crypt on HBO Max or sorry, I guess it wasn't HBO Max then it was just HBO. Um, and now it's just the max. I can't keep up with the shit. Yeah. Um, but HBO back in the day, I think my my parents had it and Tales from the Crypt. I remember that. The Crypt Keeper. Um but also, you know, I saw Poltergeist. I think I was around age five. And but I also saw The Exorcist when I was really young. That's crazy to me. That's I mean I've known you for so long and we've been together for a very long yeah. time, and that still is crazy to me. I don't even know how or why. Like I don't remember. The, I know for sure my dad showed me Child's Play. Um, I can't recall in my memory 
why I saw Exorcist. I don't know if my parents had, had, had got the tape, like had rented the VHS tape and I spotted it and was like, what's this? I have no idea, but I remember watching it. And did you watch the whole movie or did you? Yes. Know? Okay. Yes. And uh, it scared the actual shit out of me um, because, you know, I, you know, I, I'm a, from a Christian background. I am a Christian. Um, I am non-denominational. And um, so the Catholic Church, a little bit of background about me. My dad's Catholic. My mom was Baptist. And so um, I had been a couple times to my dad's Catholic Church and it kind of scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um with you know their little rituals and the burning of incense and so some of that stuff resonated with me from like the catholic priest and everything that was happening in the movie mm -hmm. and it scared me um and it's i think honestly it was because of that movie that i think i started questioning like what's going to happen to me after i die like right. what's going to happen to my soul so um in some ways horror movies cause us to kind of think about our own mortality right. and like what happens when we die and what do we live on? I, and I think it's, I mean, that's a fascinating concept to think about. Right. I still can't get over the fact though, that you think that the scariest movie of all time is return of the living dead. Yeah, and not yeah. the okay. Episode. Again, I saw return of the living dead at a birthday party. Um, it was my friend's house. So corny, though. It doesn't matter when I, the particular age and time in which I saw it. It tra traumatized you. It was very, and, and the fact, the, the key here is, yes, it's a zombie movie. Yes, it's scary to me. I know it's supposed to be in some ways kind of like a comedy, but it's the fact that at the end you find out it's Louisville, Kentucky, and they have to blow up Louisville, Kentucky. And even that doesn't actually destroy the zombies, right? It just creates new ones because it creates the acid rain, which then pours down on the cemeteries and creates new zombies. And it's like this cycle of like, it's never going to end. And the fact that it's in my city, which no movies back then took place in Louisville, Kentucky. You know what I mean? Like, right. so it was scary. Yes. And I'm at a slumber party with a bunch of, of, of eight, nine, 10 year old girls. However, well, I think we were fourth, fifth grade, eight, nine years old. And it was scary. Right. And not to mention this friend's house she claimed was haunted and that her dog had, it was just a whole thing. Like she had a whole it was a, it was a scary slumber party. We also did some like uh, shit from the gate where we started doing ladders of feather stiff as a board, and right. I, we swear that we m caused one of our friends to levitate to the to the ceiling. It was just one of those nights where we were doing witchcraft and spooky shit. I don't know, but <laughs> right. So, um, one thing that I did look up in pre in preparation for this episode, it's just kind of the discussion of like why again, why do we like scary movies? As a society. As a society. Okay. And so I found a Washington Post article, and it's entitled, Why We Like Scary Things, The Science of Recreational Fear mm. by Richard Sima. And this is um, posted in October 27th, uh, 2022. Okay. And so um, he discusses that there is actually a recreational fear lab in Aris University in Denmark. Um, and the director of that, lab is Matthias Klassen. And so that this quote, he says that having fun with fear is an extremely important tool for learning. We learn something about the dangers of the world. We learn something about our own responses. How does it feel or what does it feel like to be afraid and how much fear can I take? And that's something that is interesting because it's like, okay, 
there's something to say like what's our stopping point with horror like mm. what what is our cutoff with like yeah i'll watch horror movies but maybe this type of movie is one that i'm not gonna watch oh it's so, so it's really interesting you say that because the other day we were talking about what we wanted to watch we signed up for shutter and this is not a promo it can be the shutter. it, can, <laughs> it be. can be shutter we're here for it if you want to like yeah. you know yeah. um <laughs> we love horror movies we are we have your app you can be a sponsor on this little podcast yes um so we yeah um we were kind of looking on there and we're trying to decide what to watch and drew was like hey let's watch um uh texas chainsaw massacre yeah and there's something about that movie i've never really liked i've watched it i think it's the grittiness for you yeah i mean i just feel like there's so many sadistic people in this world if we think about all the true crime stuff we've covered and not even covered but i've read about it feels too real but you'll watch... i almost need more of a supernatural element to make it feel um well there's less, some movies that less you've frightening watched. there's some movies that you've watched or some documentaries that are pretty you know heinous yeah i i know but I don't know what it is. I don't like that. And, like, I liked the first Saw movie and the, the second. The, the second was okay. Yeah. But, like, subsequent ones I have no interest in. I never had interest in Hostel. Anytime, uh, any of these, like, torture porn ones. Well, it's I, interesting that you or, said that because we, we were watching that um, on Shutter, the countdown uh, or um, top, top 100 scariest, scariest moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about the Saw movies and how the first and second one were more of a story about, you know, this guy that was dying that like wanted people to feel grateful for their for lives. For being alive, yeah. And he kind of like took, kidnapped the ones that were the worst and made them feel great or trying to make them feel grateful. But it got to away. To change from, their lives. Yeah, like it, it, was, yeah. it got away from that after the second one and just became like torture, torture porn, porn yeah. at that point. Which I agree. I mean, like you don't want to watch those. There's, there's certain movies that I have um, researched that I know about that I would never watch. Well, and and I think it's one of those ones like it's, it's, it's the ones that are either there's one called, I know it's famous, but it's cannibal Holocaust. Mm, yeah. And it's like, there's, want, there's like no actual real animals that die. Mm. And just knowing that and knowing that that's on screen, I'm like, I don't want to watch that. No. And then there's another one that's, um, that my friend told me about that. He was like, this is my, this is my movie that I would never watch. And I'm not going to say it because it doesn't need press. Um, but I looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, like this is awful. Mm-hmm. Like this is completely something that I don't want to watch because I, that doesn't sound at all entertaining to me. Right. Which I think with horror movies, even some of the really ones like Texas Chainsaw, you do get some type of entertainment value out of that one. Yeah. And I think that's... Um, I just got a huge gulp of the marshmallow syrup, and I'm... It was, thi- <laughs> it was thick. It was a thick bitch. It was thick. I need more makers. Okay. So, um... <laughs> oh, I, I need definitely more makers. That was thick. Um, so, so one thing that was interesting about this article, and I didn't even think about this, is that even as... Um, even as babies, we do love some safe scares oh really? so if you think about it if okay anybody listening to the podcast if you were a parent or an aunt or an uncle 
Mm-hmm. Or you have known a baby in your life. <laughs> um, I want you to do this. Raise your hand if you ever played peekaboo mm-hmm. with a kid. Here's the thing. Peekaboo, according to this article, and I didn't think about this, is an infant jump scare. Okay. So um, that's something that Classen said. So you think of like classic childhood games of tag and hide and go seek. Um, these are simulations of predator versus prey. Oh. And so I don't think I've come, yet come across a person who did not enjoy some kind of recreational fear, he said. Interesting. So it's a thought of being afraid, but also knowing you're safe. Yeah. Is something that our brains enjoy. Mm-hmm. So you think of also um, going to a haunted house. Yeah. You know. Well, no, I don't like going to haunted houses with you because you fucking push me in front of the damn monster. One time we went to a, we that was went one to, time. No, Stephanie. okay, but that's because I've never gone again with you. <laughs> uh, we went to um, Waverly Hills haunted house, like the the fake haunted house, because we've also been to the real paranormal experience, which we talked about, I think, in episode two or whatever. Um, he so we went to the the haunted house they had created. And I walked in, there was like this like tunnel and they were like, go on. And he, and Andrew's like, go ahead, go, go ahead, Steph. And I was like, no. And all of a sudden this damn monster, I don't even remember. It was probably a clown because you hate clowns. I do hate clowns. And you like effects. push me towards the monster. I don't think I pushed you. I just think I just lightly pushed lightly caressed you in a way like towards the you were like fuck you you're the victim not me bitch actually what i thought probably at that time (laughs) out of my way bitch what's that meme or whatever like the real bitch get out of the way yes no i actually thought you know that you were buffy the vampire right yeah that sounds like a likely story although i am buffy the vampire but anyway that's neither here nor there so Going back to the article, because yes. I keep referencing this, <laughs> is Class and his colleagues also identified that there are three broad types of horror fans. Okay. There's the adrenaline junkies, the white knucklers, and the dark copers. Ooh. So which one would you say that you are? Well, I need more explanation. Okay. So um, adrenaline junkies get a mood boost from the recreational fear experienced. And try to maximize that experience, such as being actively focused on scary events or allowing themselves to scream. Mm. Okay? When we're afraid, our endocrine system releases adrenaline, noradrenaline, and cortisol to help prepare our body for physical action. So, there's that. Okay? Okay. White knucklers try to lean out of the experience by trying to find the situation funny or lessening their exposure to scary stimuli. Not because they do not enjoy the experience, but because people are always trying to hit their sweet spot, he said. Mm, okay. So the research, I really am interested in this study. Of now, course you are. I'm super interested. The psychology I, yeah. of it. Of so because he said that there was research to haunted houses found <laughs> there's an inverted U pattern, which by the way, I'm a huge data nerd. A U pattern? I want to see what that looks like. Okay, how, move on. I want to hear what this <laughs> To how much fear people find enjoyable. Okay. Too little fear, it's too boring. Too much, and it produces way too much anxiety than fun. Okay. But you so, said there was a dark, who is the dark? A dark coper. Yes, I want to hear about a that A dark one. coper, the third type of horror fan, seems to use scary me to help them deal with anxieties about the world. That is me! Or, or their own lives by focusing on more concrete 100%, threat. 100%. 100%. That is me. Okay, let me finish. 
by penning down what is causing us to feel fear and dread, people can have more control over their emotional yep. state. Over time, by playing with this fear and anxiety, people can implicitly learn some emotional regulation skills for how to feel because you're expressing them and feeling them in a safe space. 100% that's me. So that Anxiety, check. Control, <laughs> check. Yep, that's me. So that's interesting. Because... Wouldn't you say that's me too? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> I read that and I knew exactly who that was you. I kept, but you I... were like bearing the lead on that. I was like, tell me about the dark coper. <laughs> but I wanted you to figure it out on your own. I'm but not you kept tell talking you. about freaking the other shit. I needed to hear about the dark coper. But see, do you think about that? Is is people with anxiety and you have anxiety and I also do have some anxiety. Mm. But if you think about it, feeling in control of your own emotions and what's going on in your life, um, you feel more controlled by watching somebody else have yes. out control yes. experience. And you're like, Oh, I would do things differently. Yes. So yes. that's how you have that control. person's a dumbass. I'm exactly. smarter than that. <laughs> so I'm not anxious because I've, I know what I would do differently. And if I ever encounter some type of demon or monster, then I'm going to know what to right. do because I prepared myself by watching so many fucking horror movies. So here's something really <laughs> interesting. And I, I would like to see the data on this too, is that um, there's evidence that regularly playing with fear can help with real, when real threats arise at the beginning of the pandemic, Ooh. horror fans were more psychologically resilient. Ooh. Um, playing with fear helped us learn what our bodies do under pressure and how to make it through in one piece, whether the stakes are fairly high or fairly low. Ooh. So I found that really interesting that if you were a horror fan in the pandemic, it, I, it's almost like there's a psychology nerd in me is like, I kind of want to do like a study now, like a survey say, Hey, did you watch horror movies? Like, scale from 1 to 10, what did you do at the beginning of the pandemic yeah. and seeing where that data lies? Yeah. So, um, but it's it's interesting. So that's that's the end of the article. Like, it then goes into, so like... So the apocalypse happens. We're prepared. I mean, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how, what it is. But it's... But there's a, I'm prepared. There's a part in this that's, like, how to, how to be scared for fun and, like, finding your comfort zone. But I think that's... Neither here or there. Yeah, we but, don't need that. But shit. I found, but I found it was that study interesting. So looking at um, kind of other media, though, you mm -hmm. know, we look at scary video games, mm -hmm. and this is what I want to talk about: the difference between um, watching a horror movie and playing a horror video game. Yeah, and the difference for me. Well, because it's more interactive. Yes. So um, I'll give a perfect example. My favorite movie, one of my favorite movies of all time. Alien, aliens. Okay, mm -hmm. I own the Alien Isolation game. That game stresses me out more than anything. <laughs> it gives me I've anxiety, I've, yeah, sweaty pits. I know that's really <laughs> gross. Like my palms get sweaty on the controller, and it's because in that game, it's, you're you're invested, like you're, you're that but, character. But it's a first person perspective, right? And you, every decision you make, yes, you can't kill an alien. You're hiding from it, yeah. Um, the alien one hit kills you mm -hmm. and it can find you. And it's also, they made that alien have almost like artificial intelligence where it's not on a track in the game. Mm -hmm. It's free flowing. It's free moving throughout the space station. It can drop in any room that you're in. Mm. So it gives me anxiety, but it gives me way more anxiety playing that game than watching any movie. Can I quick tell a quick aside story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I was like 
six, seven years old, my parents took me to Disney World. Yeah. And it was the Great Movie Ride. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Okay. So on the Great Movie Ride, you would get on this like boat or something. It was like, wasn't it like? It was a boat ride. Okay. Yeah. And there was like a person that was like, oh, we're going to escape. Remember that they were like your leader on the boat? Yeah. That was back when like Disney had more almost like interactive rides with like a a cast member telling the story. So my parents took us, my sister was like three or four and I was, yeah, no, she was like definitely three. And I think I was like seven. Um, and, uh, so we went on that and then you go through the alien spaceship, like you go through the Nostromo or whatever. Yeah. And the alien drops down from the ceiling and it just happened to fucking drop down right over me mm-hmm. and i see it and remind mind you i've seen alien at this point at seven years of age i've seen alien one and two okay yeah i didn't <laughs> anyway i had um thanks to my parents shout out mom and dad um <laughs> so, so the alien drops down and i drop to the floor of the boat and i'm just like oh my god and the lady's like Oh man, that alien really seems to like you, little girl. Right. <laughs> because it was just it was just in that moment it dropped down and it scared right. the shit out of me. Well, yeah, I remember that specific part is they set up the environment before that yes. happens. Like they had the fog. They've got the lights and the, the lights. Wah, wah, they have wah, the, wah, the alarm. Wah, wah. They have yeah. they have um the animatronic of Ripley yes. like holding yes. her rifle yes. against the wall and she's sweating. Yes. And it's very scary. It's very scary. And then you have that happen and it's 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 scary. So it's I mean, that interactive piece. That's why yeah. that made me think of it. It's just like you're in that space, you're whether right. it's a video game or you're on a, a ride, you feel that that anxiety because you're invested you're right. in it and at that moment you're at the mercy of whatever is going to happen and it's so funny because um i've got three really good friends that are like my best friends and um yeah. shout out yeah and, do a shout out Come no on. i'm fine thomas <laughs> sam and elliot yeah and so um but i i'm kind of like the horror guy of yeah, the group you are but they make fun of me because <laughs> With horror games, I'm not. I I I I chicken out. Well, and so I, they introduced I think, you to the quarry that we just played recently, and that's a good one. If you, if okay, so if you um, have not heard of the quarry, we're kind of doing a side here. It's almost like a choose your own adventure movie slash video game where you have like a bunch of characters and you have to choose what they're. It's like couch. Was it couch co-op or something yeah. where you have to like, ha- you have to play several different characters. And they, you have to make a decision of what they say, what they do. Um, and these characters. And can based on those die. decisions. Yeah. Things happen. Right. And so there's like 137 endings or something from this game. And um, Stephanie and I played it. We played it, but then we also invited my bestie Sarah to play. And right. she, um, did we ever finish with her? Hmm. No, God, she's got to come over and we got to finish that game. Um, but it was fun. Yeah. It was very fun. So I think the thing is, is that there's different, and, and going on like horror games, there's now like virtual reality horror games. Mm-hmm. And those are a whole different animal. Mm. Um yeah. Just being immersive in it and making those choices. And I think that's a thing that's different is like I can detach myself from a character on screen right. that's making the choices. But when I have to make the choices and like I'm it's invested, much more terrifying. it's much more terrifying. Yeah. And it's like it's one of those things that I think is it's that's what's if we had to put a situation like a like a spectrum 
of scary things, I think scary video games like that mm-hmm. scare me more yeah. than movies. Yeah, 100%. The quarry gave me all kinds of anxiety. Right. Because we if you it. fuck it up, then your character that you really like dies. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, the first time I played it, I was like, I'm going to play it like I would do it. Like, if I was really in this. But then I found that wasn't always the best choice. Right. So the second time we started playing with Sarah, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to do this different. Right. Because I'd learned from the f- the first time. Right. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it was fun. Right. It was really fun. So I think, um, and, you know, as we kind of wind down the summer and we're, you know, ramping up to spooky season. Yes. Bring um, it on. So it's just something to think about is like, you know, why do you all like horror movies? Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm going to, uh, I don't, do you have anything else to say? Cause well, I gonna... so the only other thing we wanted to talk about is what's your favorite. If that you had to right. boil it down to one favorite horror movie. You know my answer. It's so, so hard. I, for me, it's so hard, but okay. go ahead. I mean, my favorite, I know what your answer my favorite is always going to be the thing. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, and the reason why that is, is because, um, a John Carpenter can do no wrong to me. <laughs> I think he's great. He is great. Um, he the the music is great. The character Kurt Russell is a badass. In mm-hmm. it. Um, I find I always like find something new when I watch it because you're just trying to track where the alien goes from one like thing to the next person. And, yeah. Like, who are they infecting? And, yeah. And like which one is an imitation and not? So there's always just like a little bit more that I get out of it. Um, I think the ending is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it ends on a part where you, you can have a discussion of what you feel like happens. Well, it's funny though, because then he, he was said to have quote unquote, John Carpenter said it was obvious to him. Yes. Who, right. and I'm not going to give it away, right. but he said it was obvious to him who was the imitation and who, who was, was the one yeah. who was human. So I think that's, um, that's my favorite. Because I feel like, again, mm-hmm. we watch it every year in January Scary. But, <laughs> yes. But it's always one that I look forward to. Yeah. We have the board game and the board game rules. That's yeah. another thing we need to talk about is horror board games. Oh, we need to do that. We need to definitely so, talk about horror board games. So that's another thing, too. Because like, even our kiddos had fun with the horror board game. And that's, again, I think, a safe recreational horror. And I think, yeah. again, when it comes down to it, maybe it's, if we had to rank, like, the scariness. Yeah. I guess, maybe, like, movies is... I would say movies is above board games because board games are safe, right? Uh, well, you're, again, you're not, you're, no, you're because no, but again, you're talking about every decision you make, just like a video game. The board game, no, no, like ha- the betrayal of House on the Hill that we play a lot because we love it. Um, you every decision you make affects the outcome, and if you don't roll for a, like you right. roll for a haunt and it ends up being. But if I die, yeah. But if I die in a board game, my character little thing just turns over. I'm not watching it. But you then stuff. might become. You might then become the the deceiver, the one in the haunt. That's, but I love doing that. I know. Well, that's ultimately what happens. So we've played with our kiddo, and um, Drew usually has to be the bad guy, regardless of what. <laughs> that's fine. I'm 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 made for that. It's fine. So, but it's fun. But it again, it's about the decisions you make that ultimately affect what's going to happen. Right. But like think, a video game. Right. And I think with horror board games, though, I think it's it's uh, th- there's a lot in those specific ones that there's a deceiver. 
there's like a there's an element the of betrayer, like, a betrayer. Deceiver, yeah. Like there's one character or like player that ends up being mm-hmm. the bad guy. Um, so I th- yeah, so I would probably rank like that's probably the lowest, like the safest. Uh huh. And then it's movies and then video games. I feel like the ones that are really immersive and like first person, you're like alien isolation are the most stressful to me. I hear. Um, it's the visual maybe yeah. component. So what is your favorite? You didn't Gosh, yeah, I did because it's really, really hard. Um, and I've been thinking on this a lot um, because I have so much, um, there's so much nostalgia. Like there's like nostalgic um, mm-hmm. things that I want to say. But if I were to choose a movie that I could just watch over and over and over and over again, um, I don't know if you're going to like my answer. Uh, it's your answer. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I really love Trick or Treat. Okay. Yeah. I really love Trick or Treat. Um, and that's uh, Michael Dougherty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just it's such a, it's such a, a beautiful anthology series. Well, I think the also way it's all connected. It's a love letter to Halloween and you love yeah. Halloween. I, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly how I feel about it. It's, it is, I've always had such a special spot in my heart for Halloween and it is a love letter to Halloween. It's, it's just, um, the way that it's done, the mm-hmm. stories are interwoven and in so in such a beautiful way and the way that the um, c- continuity yeah, it's really, good is with really done. It's just, it's, yeah, I really enjoy it. Like, I want to watch it, like, right now. <laughs> um, so, I, I know, it, again, it's August, but I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm ready for it to be fall. I want to, I've already pulled out some pumpkin things. We bought some pumpkin. I noticed. We've bought some pumpkin candles. Uh, and we're uh, burning those tonight. Um, and yeah, I just, I really love that one. Uh, second favorite, I might choose Aliens. Is that a horror movie? It's a sci-fi. Probably. That's an action. It's a sci-fi. I call it sci-fi. Well, I mean, it's a horror in the sense that those things are terrifying. Like, xenomorphs are terrifying. But I think for me, it's the Ripley and Newt relationship. I do like... And I told our kiddo the other day... That he's like Newt. He's our Newt. He's Um, my Newt. So I'm the xenomorph and you're Ripley. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, you're a, I don't know. Are you? I'm ready. I can't wait to hear this. (laughs) I, I'm obviously. Obviously Ripley. Ripley. And then Newt. So so who am I? You are. Waiting. (laughs) I'm so ready for this. What is it? What's the guy that she like, likes for a minute? You're Hicks. You're Hicks. I would say one another one that I would say is one of my favorites um, that I feel like it, like when we talk about rewatchability is probably the original screen. Mm. I do love that one. And I think it's because of like the meta, like there was stuff with Randy and like following the rules of a horror movie yeah, and those type of things. Yeah. All right, so listeners, um, what's you know, your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? Well, I've was... cut out that first 
<laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So yeah, like, what is your favorite scary, scary movie? And like, you know, what was the first one that you saw? Um, tell us, like, what feelings that you get when watching scary movies? Like, why would you? Why do you like them? Maybe you don't like them. Maybe you're like, man, I'm listening to this podcast, but I hate scary movies. Which I don't know why you're here. Yeah, why uh, are you here? <laughs> um, but we love you anyway. <laughs> we love you anyway. But <laughs> um, but yeah. So we like email us at contactspiritofspirits at gmail dot com with your answer. Like, let us know what your scary, like your favorite scary movie is. Or, and of course, we are always welcome to hear your stories. Um, any if you've had an experience, if you have, um, you know, had something weird happen, we would love to hear from you. We're still trying to collect listener stories because yeah. I really want to um, include some of those on the podcast because I really feel like I think those are so genuine. I think it's so good to hear from other people about what they've experienced. So please contact us. And also, if you are feeling apprehensive about that, we don't have to share your name either. Yeah, we can do it anonymously. So that's the other thing too. Um, but also, you know, tell your family and friends about our podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Contact. Spir- nope. Wait, spiriting <laughs> underscore spirits underscore podcast. There you go. Thank you. Um, and we're not really doing a lot with Twitter nowadays. X. Or X. <laughs> oh my God. I, with I need, like a porn. Yeah. Like, I need, <laughs> XX. I, yeah, I need no. to go like wash my hands now that I <laughs> well because like i i feel dirty saying hey i'm on x <laughs> like it's it's the weirdest thing elon musk <laughs> elon musk is terrible, terrible. oh anyway God, so um yeah so we're also on threads are we on threads now yeah but yeah we're not doing that a lot we're not doing a whole lot of threads anyway we need to do more with that yeah whatever <laughs> anyway so we hope you have a good night and we hope you continue to listen as we talk Sip about on spirits while we talk about spirits, spirits. <laughs> have a good night good night